allow yourself to become lost in a storm with this month's nature story. Close your eyes, open your imagination, and fly on the spring wind with a leaf as it meets many creatures along a woodland creek. This story is inspired by one I often tell with my own child. The story always begins with a leaf that has fallen from a tree and continues with the journey it makes to get back home. Join me beneath the tulip trees for Lost Leaf on the Wind by Lily Vicens. It was the kind of storm that yelled, slammed doors, and made a fuss until it finally burst. First, the rain fell in big teardrops, plopping on the muddy banks of the creek, forming small craters in the sand like tracks. Soon the drops gave way to a torrent, and sheets of rain wavered over the land as the wind howled like an injured beast. I tried my best to hold on to the branch with my stem, but I detached and spun in the air on the swirling gusts. Before long, I was lost in the storm. It was dark and cold as the rain pelted me. I was flung from place to place, but as abruptly as the storm started, it was done. The last raindrops clung to the trees and the creek swelled from bank to bank with water. As the wind died down, I fell softly into the creek and was washed here and there until I stuck flat to a rock. Waterlogged and exhausted from the battering of the storm, I sighed deeply. <sighs> Almost as if in reply, the rock on which I was resting croaked. Then it shifted a little. Pardon me, I said. I am but a leaf blown from my tree. I do not know which way is up or down, let alone north or south. North. Croaked the frog who was patiently waiting for me to become unstuck from its forehead. Did you say your home was north? Well, not exactly, I replied. I was born on the east side of the biggest tree in the forest. Each morning at sunrise, I felt the light warm my cells. But then the wind blew, and here I am, stuck to, well, you. Ah, I may know just the tree, but I cannot take you there until my eggs hatch. I looked down and saw the jelly-like eggs with black dots forming inside. It won't be long now. And I saw the tails wiggling in the eggs and knew the frog was right. And then the wind blew. Before I could respond, a strong gust lifted me from the frog's forehead and high into the air. I only had time to yell, Until we meet again! Before landing in a patch of fiddlehead ferns on a bank far downstream. There the water swirled in calmer pools, and the minnows darted from beneath the crevices of rocks in the shallows. I knew I must be even farther from home. The air sounded so different. 
The longer I lay there, the more I heard it, a lovely, unfamiliar sound, long and stringy, like the scraping of papery-winged insects in flight. The music seemed to vibrate through me until I had a realization. The fiddlehead ferns were furling and unfurling their fuzzy heads. The result was the most beautiful music I had ever heard in the forest. When the music paused, I rustled in admiration. Bravo, I said. The fiddleheads giggled shyly. <laughs> when they began the next set, I joined in as well as I could, shaking amongst them with my own rusty sound as the breeze played along over the forest floor. We made music well into the night. The crickets chirped and the spring peepers piped away. It was the most fun I'd ever had. And then the wind blew. It tossed me up high, then grew calm as I spiraled down onto a pebbly beach and into the path of army ants marching over the sand. Halt! yelled the lead ant. Excuse me, I said. I was lost in the storm. Can you direct me to the biggest tree on the creek? An ant's life is very regimented. There's no time for unnecessary distractions. He marched on, barking orders to his subordinates. They didn't even bother to change course, but crawled on over me, one by one. At first I was afraid, but it tickled so much that I laughed until I shook. <laughs> How's that for a distraction? I mumbled as the ants scattered in fear. And then the wind blew. I was lifted for yet another ride on the breeze, crossing back over the creek to teeter above the flowering trillium. Their deep burgundy flowers opened into a crowned spire to reveal nectar for the insects of the wood. Hello, 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 they said as I landed amongst them. Hello there. I said, breathing deep at the sweet smell of the trillium blooms. You smell so good. The trillium nodded their heads until their fragrance curled around me like a sleeping cat. Before long, I felt myself slipping into a dream. While I slept, I thought I heard one of them say, What a beautiful addition to our garden. I tried to rustle myself awake. Wait, I tried to say. I need to go home. Yet something about the smell and the cool dampness on the forest floor made me fall into an even deeper, dreamless sleep. And then the wind blew, this time saving me from a danger I may never understand. So I plopped back into the creek to float shiftlessly in the sun until I noticed the clever salamander larva who gulped stoneflies from the shaded rocks beneath me. It seems my cover is helping you hunt. What if you can help me in return? 
I said to the salamander. It froze and listened as its feathery gills twitched in the water. I am lost in a storm and need help finding my way home to the biggest tree in the wood, I said. Thank you helping me with my lunch. I know someone who could lead you home. He burped as his bloated belly dragged against the rocks. I'll take you there. He swam fast, propelling me downstream until we reached a rocky place I recognized. There was the same frog I met at the beginning of my journey, in a pool, guarding its young. And then the wind was calm. That is how I came to become great friends with your father, I said. It was the last story I would tell them. The baby frogs nibbled a bit of alga from my edges, then begged for yet another story. But the afternoon sun was getting hot. It's time, little ones, I said. Please, Mabel, just one more, they cried from the shallow pool, hopping over one another in excitement. A loud croak came like a warning from the bank. Just like that, the tadpoles hopped from the pool of their birthplace and into the forest as small green frogs. I spent so much time helping to protect the tadpoles with cover and shade that I am unsure what comes next. The kind frog showed the way to the tree, but it is no more home to me now than the creek, the frogs, and the wind that blows. Thanks so much for listening. As always, check my blog at tuliptreetales.com for a storytelling guide to accompany this month's nature story. And kids, write your own nature stories and send them in to tuliptreetales at gmail.com and I will read them on the next podcast.